0: Sure. Um, So first, once again, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I know that your podcast is looking super awesome. You showed it to me yesterday. It's called The Ro Show, correct? Yeah. Very creative. Um, So I just want to give a quick introduction about who you are. I did some research on you. Of course, I kind of knew you um, a while ago. I knew of you, I should say. But we connected on LinkedIn. And what I found is that, uh, Greg, he is the owner of GRT Incorporated and the Freestyle Trampoline Association. Um, You're a Canadian expert trampolinist, and you are also a gold medalist for the Canadian national team. And that's for uh, trampoline and tumble, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, technically it's for synchro. What
0: is that? What is that? Oh, synchronized trampoline. Trampoline, yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. I never understood how you guys actually timed everything like you guys do when you jump at the same time you flip at the same time that is just
1: well it's not that hard really when you think about it it's you start off by kind of going together and you're sort of off like this but then you kind of figure it out and then one two three and then you're basically more focusing on just getting your routine done because all all routines are kind of done 19 to 20 seconds you know of time so you're kind of all doing the same at that level You're all sort of the same. Um, And then you just kind of peek over once in a while through your peripheral vision to see where the other person is. So the leader, there's usually a leader kind of, the one who's a little bit, jumps a little higher uh, or is a little bit more experienced, which is usually the same thing. And then they will lead. So they will come down a little bit as the other person drops height or something, and they'll be expected to kind of push a little extra because they can. So it's more like follow the leader, but you can't really tell.
0: Wow. So it's almost like dancing when there's kind of like a leader in the dance. That's cool. There
1: is. At least that's the way I look at it. Some other people don't, but um, there's always a little bit of a lag. Just, you can't tell if they're good enough, but there's always a leader and a not leader.
0: Right. Wow. Um, and when was that? When were you a? Uh, w- when were you on that national team?
1: Eons ago. No, it's like, um, I don't know. I, I'm now 30 and I was like 20, 21, 22 kind of, You know, but when I was doing all that, I had done gymnastics and trampoline ever since I was a kid at like five years old when I was like first adopted, brought to Canada, did the gymnastics circuit. And then when I was 17, I went just to trampoline. Um, and I did pretty good in gymnastics. I was thinking about going senior, but then I was like, ah, I don't know, I'm kind of bored I, just doing the same routines over and over and over again. Trampoline will be more fun. It's something different and unique. So I tried that. I went to Dave Ross's gym. He's the Olympic coach for Canada. He was about a, an hour away. So it was easy to commute if I needed to. Um, and then I, because of my gymnastics background, it was very easy to do trampoline. These guys really didn't condition very much until the later years. So when I first came, I caught up within just a couple of years and I was on national team like like this, you know, it wasn't that hard. I just need to figure out how to do the routine. So the transferability was pretty simple except for head in gymnasts are terrible with their head out all the time so trampoline is all head in so I put a sock under my chin for like six months just getting used to kicking from the toes and once I got that going I fixed up the shoulders because gymnasts are also rounded in their shoulders from all Maltese's and stuff and cross and whatever so I opened that up a little bit and then uh, from there once I kind of figured that out I was I was doing all right.
0: That- is actually, you, you brought up a good point because when I was looking at your background, I, I saw that you were a gymnast first to trampolinist. And I was like, wow, how did he do that? Because I know that in the gymnastics um, industry, like you just said, these gymnasts are bred to be very tight and stiff and sticking things. And, um, you know, the, the transition from a gymnast to being a trampolinist is, in my opinion, it sounds very difficult, but you obviously... Uh, we're very successful in it. Um, so, also, I found out that you starred in a lot of uh, many popular TV shows, such as um, America's Got Talent, Nitro Circus, Discovery Channel, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Um, which brings me to a question that I that I have for you: um, When did you first start taking your talent and monetizing it? You know, making a brand for yourself. Uh, making money from it I wanted to kind of pick your brain on that
1: um, well that was again when I was uh, 21 22 roughly about 10 years ago um, and I was now getting that age like all these new young generation kids and the social media world this whole new realm that people are still trying to figure out um, and I was in there early seeing it I was watching Damien Walters videos, I was watching Nitro Circus, I was watching Devin Supertramp, all that stuff, and I was like, oh man, these guys have an amazing life, you know, and I was watching them thinking, oh man, I'm on Team Canada, I don't get to do anything I want, oh, this sucks, I want to do something cool, Like these guys are riding motorcycles off of cliffs, and they're, they're doing crazy cool stuff, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, but the reality for me is that, If Team Canada was like Nitro Circus, so we did a tour with them, and if it was like that, I wouldn't have left. If it was really that exciting and cool and up-to-date with social media and just the the crowd screaming and go, 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 I wouldn't have left, right? Because that's what I wanted. But they didn't do that. They had a whole different mentality, which is fine. That's their thing, but it wasn't for me. So once I kind of realized that I was never going to get anywhere – into the nitro circus side of things compared to where it was i basically said okay well what do i do i started asking lots of questions doing research and all that i reached out to a whole bunch of different business people i ended up finding a girl that is now my business partner trish mcgear she's been supportive from day one kind of thing kind of really get my head wrapped around it and she really launched the career and the, the at least the mentality there's a lot of other things that got the career going but the mentality was really interesting she basically just said I'm like, well, I want to go to Rio Olympics, and we sat down at Starbucks and uh, said, hey, can you get me some funding? How, how does this all work? And she basically created the Subaru Rally Team for Canada, so she already dealt with multi-million dollar budgets and stuff, and she already had a Team Canada of her own, so she knew exactly what the deal was and knew exactly why I just didn't want to do that. So the first thing she asked me was, well, you know, where's the open door? What's your federation doing for you? And I'm like, Nothing. She's like, well, what do you mean nothing? I'm like, well, I don't know. They don't pay anything. She's like, okay, so how do you get branding? I'm like, I'm not allowed to get branding. It has to go through the federation. Uh, Okay, well, can you do social media? Well, no, because I wear tights. Okay, Um, um, and this list, list of questions went on for an hour, and every time I said, nope, nope, can't do that. Door closed, door closed, door closed. So I'm like, okay, this is a problem. Right? So she's like, okay, Greg, you're clearly not going to ever make a career in trampoline that way, unless you're just going to open a gym and do all that sort of stuff, which is where most people go. And I was like, no, <laughs> I want to go Nitro circuit because I'm not owning a gym. Maybe when I retire, I'll, I'll go buy a couple of gyms and stuff, but not now. I'm, I'm in the prime, right? I got to go out. So once we figured that out, then it was just a matter of figuring out where the open in the market was, right? And this is where for me, it was like, okay, well, if you want to start with business, well, the first question is, what's the problem you're solving? right and the problem for me was what was exactly happening to me i wasn't getting opportunities no one really cared what i wanted i was just doing the same thing over and over and over again blah 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 and i was just a dancing monkey for lack of a better term So that was the problem. And I saw lots of kids doing this. They never talked about it openly the way I did, which got me eventually kicked off Team Canada. But, you know, this was rumbling. You know, everyone's done gymnastics knows that this is underlying kind of issue. So I was like, all right, we're going to solve this issue. We're going to go out there and we're going to make a whole new version of acrobatics that appeals to new kids in the new generation that really um, doesn't have the problem that I have. We're going to solve that. So even if you're 12 years old, I have a whole content team of like 100 developers around the world right now. And all we do is pitch them to brands. Some of them are 10 years old. Some are 11 years old. Some don't even do trampoline, but they do camera work. They do this. So we are providing those opportunities. So I had to find the problem. The problem was, you know, what was happening to me? So we went and solved it. And since then, it's been just a journey of figuring out how to solve that to the most practical way that, you know, helps the most amount of people.
0: That is truly amazing. So, that actually, I, I have another question for you, but it sounds like you almost already answered it. I wanted to ask you, so okay, you know, back when you were uh, these kids age and you were having that experience where you're trying to make money or you want to do bigger things in life, not just be on a national team, what would be their first steps and what would be the best advice that you could give to the uh, younger men and women that want to do what you did? But it sounds like you are actually already doing that. You're actually already giving that advice out. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, it's, I would say number one is figure out a problem. Go research your industry and figure out all the crap that no one knows what they're doing. Figure out all the problems and then say, write them all down, do, 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 and say, okay, here's 10 problems. And if you actually use your brain, you'll find thousands of problems. Like there's millions of things wrong with artistic gymnastics. And it's fine. Every industry has millions of things wrong with them if you're willing to look for it right? So it's not like it's gymnastics versus anyone else. All industries are the same way. So this is means it's good for any young athlete, because it means that it's not like, Oh, well, where's the problems? I don't see any problems. No, look, they're there. And go talk to the old guys, they'll tell you the problems, they'll be happy to tell you the problems. And you pick one that resonates with you. Uh, You know, for me, it was I want to go be have an exciting life, not this life. So okay, that's the problem. How many kids want to have an exciting life? Every single one of them, right? So then you figure out that you have a market. Okay, so I have a problem. I have a market of people that if I were to solve that problem, they would be customers, right? That's what business is. So you've got to figure out what the problem is, find the customers that go with it. And if you're a little bit loud about it, that's the way I did it because I wanted to figure out what's going on. Like who actually is going to talk about this if I raise my hand and actually say something. I remember one time I was with the team and Dave had come in and they, they were complaining about something privately And I was like, well, why don't you guys go tell Dave? And like, no one's going to solve anything. Because I was so naive to think that Dave would actually want to solve the problem if they brought it up. I don't know if he would have, but that doesn't matter at the, at, for this story, at least, is that when we then sat down, they're like, don't say anything. Don't say anything. And I'm like, what do you mean don't say anything? You have to say something. What? what? This doesn't make any sense. You're not going to solve everything if you don't talk about it. So they were all like, Ooh, like this. And I'm like, well, you know, Dave, I was thinking this. And, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so also said all of these. And they're like, Greg. And they got so mad at me. But I'm like, guys, don't, don't be wussies. Like, tell people what's up. You know what I mean? You don't have to be mean about it right? I was a little bit rambunctious as a kid. Everyone knows that. I still am. But you got to have those discussions at least once in a while. So what I would say is have that discussion, do the research. Then it's going to be just honestly trial and error all the way for the next 60 years of your life. I would say don't start a business or even put yourself into that mind state if you're not committed to it for your life. It is a life plan. And it will take you a whole life to figure out how to do it properly. So if you think that this is going to be a you know, bam, bomb, bomb, Two years of doing a little hard work, and then I can retire. Well, then you should you should go do something else because it won't work, right? So it's you gotta be into it. solve a find a problem, solve it theoretically, then spend the rest of your life actually solving it.
0: Yeah, that's actually really great advice to the younger generation. Um, I know that most kids nowadays their their um, you know patience is very low, and like you said, you know if you're going to want to you know make it big in this kind of industry think about this very long term think about you're gonna figure it out for the rest of your life it's not just gonna be uh, one uh, you know social media post and you're gonna blow up and everything's gonna be you know just dandy Um, so I think that's great especially coming from you Um, so yeah and you know you're talking about actually uh, you said being loud Um, you know I think it's amazing how your social media is is most likely a great attribute to your success. Um, The funny thing is, you know, you and I connected through LinkedIn, and I hear a lot of people say this, you know, I'm a acrobat, I'm a gymnastics center, um, I'm a trampolinist, I'm a aerial silks uh, specialist or whatever, you know, why would I be on LinkedIn? And you and I connected through there, and I got to know way more about your uh, your business. Um, You know, you have, I think, over Three thousand followers on LinkedIn, not just connections, but followers, which is you know pretty great on LinkedIn. Um, I wanted to know what specifically about your social media strategy. Maybe it's the content, uh, maybe it's the outreach that you're doing because you do. I I see you. You do a great job at reaching out to people and networking. Um, I wanted to know uh, if you had a sort of uh, outlook or recipe for people on social media.
1: I could give you an entire you know, library of information of what to do, but I will keep it to what I think is probably the most important thing that I see the mistake being made by people that think they're going to be good on social media, but really just don't do it. Um, it depends on your mentality going into social media. A lot of people look at social media, like kind of at the start, Facebook, where, um, I post my, uh, my meal of the day or what I'm doing with my kids or anything like that. No one cares about that hate to be that guy. Nobody cares about your kids. Nobody cares about your medals that you're getting at your gym. Nobody cares about how awesome your grandmother is or your whatever. And I know it sounds mean, but no one cares. Not not anyone outside of your little box. You have a little box. Everyone's got a little reality and you have your associations in your box and that's it. So you got to decide, are you a social media person that's there to update and just tell the people that are already there what's going on and then that's that's a whole different story that's a whole different story right because that is more like a, the yearly newsletter to the family right and that's 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 fine but if you're looking for growth and you're looking for new people that don't know who you are to find you then you need to completely switch your mentality and think of it like an entertainment service you are not no one cares what you did last week, and they care what you're gonna provide them for value the humans are very easy you give them value they'll do whatever you want That's that's how coaching works, right? It's finding the way to do it for each person. That's where it gets a little bit contextual and a little bit hairy sometimes, you know, but at the very base of it, when you go on social media, if you're looking for growth, it's how do I provide you a service? What do you want for us? It was very simple. I just did it through practical experience. When I was a kid, my coach would bring in those big TVs, you know, the strap down and, you know, science class that you have when Bill Nye, the science guy has got to teach the class because the teacher's too lazy to do it. Right. He brings in one of those. It's a gym. And we'd sit there in, like, the board office of the gym, and we all sit and watch Paul Hom or Dragulescu or whoever it was at the time. And it was, oh, and I, I love uh, J- Alexander Jelkoff. He was, he was my man. He was so cool. He's Russian, obviously. But um, he, we would watch that for just 10, 15 minutes. And that was our warm-up. That got my blood pumping. I'm like, oh, man, I can do this. Oh, okay, let's go, go, go. And we were racing to the road climbs. We were racing to the stretching and flexibility. We were racing to the P-bars. So that, that was my start saying, people just want inspiration. There's so much poo-poo out there in the world of everyone fighting about this and fighting about that. And when, even if you took both sides and you realize they actually both don't know what they're talking about, right? So you, I just ignore that. I really don't get political. This is why I'm just starting to kind of tell the story now because I really don't like to do that too much. Right now, it's been 10 years, so I can kind of let it out. But that's why I'm a little bit, you know, shy on that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was just to say, what's the service I can provide? People want inspiration for training. Done. One simple thing. I'll find all the good highlights. And these people send us their videos. They want promotion, right? So one of the Team Canada guys messaged, oh, I don't like what you're doing. You're just stealing people's videos. I'm like, no, because they send it to me and they ask me. And people go, oh my God, he shared it. I'm, I'm famous now. These kids don't understand the real reality, but you know, they, 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 they think that and it gets them a step up. So for them, I'm giving a value to the kids that want that step up into their career. But then I'm also giving the coaches and athletes a different perspective of something they can try when they go to training. You open up our social media and say, hey, that's some cool stuff. Hey, maybe I can do that next time I go in with the kids. Right? So that's the value. And you start looking at social media as a way to provide value to people then all of a sudden it's not that hard. It's just grows. And then it's just about keeping up with the new trends. So you got to get on TikTok. If You're not on TikTok, Then you're way behind. Um, if you're not on LinkedIn, you're super duper way behind. You're not even on this earth of social media. If you're not on LinkedIn, you know what I mean? So um, this is where it's not hard. Once you switch the mind, you're an entertainer, you're providing value. Maybe it's education. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, just inspirational quotes. Maybe it's what not to do. Maybe it's something, but it has to be something that people will get value, not just an update about you. It's a selfish mentality that destroys social media. You're going in thinking about yourself and trying to tell everyone else how good you are. Look at what I did. Look at my kids. No one cares. Sorry. Hate to tell you that. They don't care. You need to say, how can I help you? And these kids are perfect at it. These young kids, and people give them a lot of criticism, but they are so much smarter about this stuff than any of the older generations. Not all of them, obviously, but majority of them, because they know, and they'll put in their comments. Tell me what to do, guys. What kind of content do you want to see, right? right. Gymnastics gyms don't do that that much. Older generations don't do that. They don't have that dialogue. So I would say that the big thing is, look at yourself as a service provider and you're transmitting it through uh, the telephone wires called social media. And from there, it's just gonna be trial and error and figuring out what people like, what they don't like, and you adjust again for 60 years.
0: Yeah, I think everything you said is gold because you, know, you just pretty much said if you want people to you know, buy into your social media account, it, you know give them value, whether that's through entertainment or knowledge, or uh, even if it's just a stimulating video, I think everything you said is awesome. I think a lot of people are going to get a lot from that. Um, You know, just to wrap it up here, I really just want you to tell me a little bit more about um, your business, which is GRT um, and the Freestyle Trampoline Association. Would you be able to just give a couple of uh, insights about what that is?
1: Yeah. Long story short, um, as part of my whole problem-solving mechanism of providing more opportunities for athletes, um, we said, okay, well, we need to get out of this industry for now. We need a fresh start because then you're just battling politics and stuff. And even though we went on our own, we're still having the politics. So imagine how bad it would be if we stayed in like, Oh God, don't even want to think about that. And it's funny because the Australian um, president at the time of the gymnastics Federation there knew what we were doing when we were doing the nitro circus thing. So he invited us out and gave us some tickets to their nationals. And from there he said, don't, don't talk to the FIG. Do it yourself. It's much better. It will be what you need. He's now not there anymore. Maybe that's why, I don't know, (laughs) but, um, but it was do your own thing. So we did our own thing and we created the Freestyle Trampoline Association. This was about four years ago. Now, the first few years was just me getting a platform and you got to invest in that. Like through our investments and investors that helped us out, we would have easily put it about a hundred to 150,000 in just getting a platform. So if you're not willing to do that, don't even, don't even waste your time. Go do something else right? So you need that investment, but if people believe in you, they they will. So we got that investment. We said, okay, let's go. We started building, we started traveling, doing all that stuff. What we have now is a group of about a hundred thousand kids that call themselves G trampers or freestyle trampolinists. Personally, I think G tramper is not a great word. I think it's not marketable, so I don't use it, but they do. And I have to keep that in mind. Again, back to that whole thing we talked about, I'm providing a service for these kids, I can't tell them that their, their name doesn't make sense. I, even if I thought that or fully thought it, I couldn't do it anyway. You know? So we ended up just kind of working with them. We built it. Now we have, a, like I said, a content team of about 100 kids. that Basically are all different levels, ages, sports that basically go and we partner them with brands. And we say, hey, you can do some flips in your backyard trampling. Good enough. Here, make an edit. Make it look like this. They do and they're great. They actually are really good at it. You know, and you can see on our social media channel, the GRT crew and stuff like that. You can see some of the edits they're making. We're getting them to that next level, teaching them from a young age, and we're literally partnering them with brands. The cool thing is that these brands then also fund the existence of the freestyle trampoline community because they are the investors. If you talk to uh, someone in uh, other sports, it, a lot of sports have the same sort of strategy. They'll find the manufacturers, like Subaru did it, right? That's who funded the entire rally circuit basically in Canada. You know what i mean and so we partnered with all the manufacturers and lots of different trampoline parks we have about 100 different partners now as well um and we basically now partner the athlete with the brand then they the brand pays the athlete provides a service we become the matchmaker in a sense and that glues our community together more events events so we have like three series now we have the tramp champ which is like fun games on trampoline that's a competition but then the gt games is like a nationals we have one in the u.s we have one in europe and we have one in new zealand every year we've done it for the last four years Um, and then we have freestyle frenzy which is more of a commercial version this is what we sell to gopro red bull the big the big brands not not the little community brands Community is there as a platform, but then these kids want to get to the big boys, right? That's the whole point. So then we, as long as we have that platform, now we're able to now say, well, we, we have these athletes. Like for example, um, Carolyn, who is in, as you said, she's a famous wakeboarder. We're going to go do some content with her next week, right? And I don't, I'm not going, I'm, I'm stuck in Canada right now, but our guys will go out there, shoot the content, make it with the brands and everything. Then we go and sell it and it becomes like a content agency, kind of like Gary Vee. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but you know, yeah. So stuff like that. And that's what we've now become. And we've been called by New York times, the sport that was grown on Instagram and then they have documentaries about it. And it's now a full thing. If you actually look at Google trends.com, you actually can see it's kind of flat and then all of a sudden, and now, so it's an actual trend. So we actually what marketing people would say we created a category. So now that we've created the category, we've tightened it up over the last couple of years. We have full educational programs for parents, kids, brands, and uh, disabled people. We work with uh, rebound therapy for disabled athletes we We literally hit the whole spectrum because the acrobatic community really isn't big enough to really you know get my gears going unless I own the whole thing. So I'm going for the whole spectrum and we're even working with people going into space and stuff. So that's a whole nother discussion. So, you know, it's, we're doing all of that and providing a new platform for an online version of acrobatics in the digital age for the new generation.
0: Greg, I absolutely love how big you think. I think everything that you're doing is on a level of a uh, huge magnitude. I love how you're thinking like that. Um, you know, you're not just going for the little fish. Um, Well, listen, one, I want to thank you so much for once again, carving out a little bit of time to be on this podcast. Um, If you are watching this, please go follow Greg Rowe. Listen to his podcast. It's called The Rowe Show. It's amazing. You won't regret it. Follow him on YouTube, Instagram. uh, And if you're on LinkedIn, connect with him. He's an amazing guy. Super nice. Uh, Greg, thank you so much.
1: Thanks a lot, man. It was great to talk and finally uh, let out a bit of the story. We've been a little silent because we've been working so hard to get, figure out what we're supposed to be doing because it's a trial and error process. But we're we're pretty solidified now and uh, we're ready to tell the story. So thanks for helping us do that.